0: I also think that um, uh, uh, I, I think I've lost my thought, but um, oh right! So you know, there's a slogan around the twelve step meetings that don't don't compare, identify. So uh, I don't compare that you you've got a, you've got more of a mess than I have. I simply identify that oh you have messes in your life. I have messes in my life too. My life is a mess. Your yeah. life is a mess. So we at least meet on that level. It's like oh yeah, well. I'm a, I'm a messy person, and your your life is messed up, and there we are.
1: Well, hello, and welcome back to Deep in Christ. I'm your host, John Mark Grody, here at the Coming Home Network International. Sharing with you another conversation this week about our daily task of growing deeper in imitation of and relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks again for being here. I'm back again with Brother Rex uh, to talk about the 12 steps. We're we're getting near the middle now, Brother Rex. Somewhere near the middle of the 12 steps. Somewhere in right? the middle. Yep. Somewhere
0: the, near the middle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna shave my beard at some important milestone. I haven't decided which milestone that's going to be. Maybe maybe halfway through. Maybe three quarters of the way through. Right. Yeah. How about doing?
0: How about doing? Um. Who was it? Um. The priest. The progress the, bar. No, the 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 uh, the priest who cut half of his beard. Oh, Philip Neri, Saint Philip Neri. Yeah, he just cut he half of his that. half shaved half of his face half of his beard off at one time for for who knows why. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm shaving. I shave half of my beard off. This half and this half. You see.
1: Well, again, we had a good conversation last week about step number four. This notion of of um, doing a searching and fearless moral inventory. That was last week. That was step number four, and we talked about that process, the importance of writing things down, the um, how that kind of makes it concrete to yourself. Um, and today we're proceeding on to step five, which is obviously the kind of the action step after that moral inventory. Um, I just wanted to circle, before we got into that, I wanted to circle back around on that that moral inventory. I was thinking about it this week because I'm I'm going to do something like that in my life. You know, I'm trying to follow along with these steps in my own prayer life, my own life in Christ as we're going through this. Um, and realizing, again, with that that moral inventory, it's it's both in the way that we would kind of traditional, traditionally think of an examination of conscience, like what have I actually done concretely wrong? But then, you know, in all the, the 12-step literature, there is this emphasis on looking for places of resentment or fear or wounds because we recognize that in response to every one of those, those things that have hurt us, which we can't necessarily control, there's there's always then some aspect of that where we look at, well, yeah, what, what, what was my part in that? Mm-hmm. How did I harbor resentment against that? How did that provoke a fear or a lack of trust in God? Because then all those things are perhaps more minor sins. They're more deeply embedded, but there's still things we want to bring out to, to the Lord and seek healing for. So that that moral inventory, it's both those specific sins that we might take to confession, but even deeper down, you know, the fears, the resentments, the mm-hmm. any of the ways where we did not act as Christ, mm-hmm. even in response to suffering. Mm-hmm. And so we want to bring all that out, expose it to the light. Uh, and that's what this next step is about, right? Exposing it to mm-hmm. the light. So brother, right. what is the, the fifth step? And uh, kind of lead us into it, if you would. I have a brain
0: cramp. <laughs> admitted to ourselves, admitted to God, to ourselves, and another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. There you go. Does that sound nailed. good?
1: Yeah. Yep. I sounds nailed
0: good. it. Good. Um, <laughs> and I, I was thinking about it this morning as I was uh, 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 um, ruminating on our conversation today, and it occurred to me that sometimes I think of it in terms of admitted to myself, to God, and to another human being, or to myself. However. Um, but it's really it's really sort of a, it is a confessional sort of thing right I mean we're gonna yeah. I'm going to tell I'm going to be honest and humble uh, in my admission of my faults uh, to another human being and to God and to myself and that's uh, as someone pointed out once that, that admitting to oneself can sometimes uh, it, it can be the easier of all of those right because mm-hmm. well you know just uh, So I do nasty. I say nasty things about people. Well, doesn't everybody say nasty things about people? You know, and it's just there's sort of I can let myself off the hook if I'm not careful. Um, But, uh, yeah, so those three things I think are important. Those to self, to God, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And those wrongs, of course, have been enumerated in the fourth step as best as we could. I mean, I only know myself as well as I know myself today. I mean, Mm. I'm going to know myself better. Please, God in six months, in a year, and I will revisit those, uh, you know, that fourth step and and may need to do that again. Um, if I could just interject one thing, I remember uh, last week, I think you asked the question about how long... Um, how long does it take to do the steps? And I or the fourth yeah, step? What's, the, and I said, what's well, the scope of that? Yeah, thing? and I yeah. said, well, as long, it takes as long as it takes, which is a which is a kind of a Zen sort of <laughs> answer. <laughs> but I talked to a friend of mine who's who's actively involved in a twelve step program, and and he told me in his experience, uh, what he's heard suggested was uh, at least uh, a step a month. And that's a good marker. It may take longer, it may take less, but a step a month is not unreasonable. And that in the course of a year, now you've worked your way through through the steps and you're ready to start again. That may work for some people. It may not. Uh, but there you right. have it. You know, that's just an, an option. Sure. There's really no, no, like no real hurry, right? It's God's, God's timing. Yeah. We need to avail ourselves of just be open to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, the forward progress, uh, we were talking about that in our men's group this morning here in Perrysburg, Ohio, just about, um, you know, like, life is just messy. Lives are just, they're tangled messes. And, and part of what discussing this aspect of our spiritual life in Christ uh, reminds us again is that we t- sometimes think of, well, other people's lives are really messy. Mine's only kind of sort of messy, but I'm mostly okay. And it's like, no, everyone is a tangled mess. And the key is that you persevere and yes. you continue taking steps forward. It yes. doesn't matter how trying to compare it objectively, whose That's mess right. is bigger. It's that, no, no, That's right. you are a mess and you need That's to keep right. taking steps forward. Oh, you mentioned that uh, that uh, admitting to yourself was maybe the easier piece. And I think there's some layers there that I, I think we'll talk about as we go. But just in some sense, I think admitting to yourself is the easier piece. But I think there's a way in which you don't really admit to yourself until you've admitted mm, to God mm, and and mm, maybe mm. spoken it aloud to a neighbor mm-hmm, that maybe mm-hmm, then it's mm-hmm. only then that mm-hmm. in some sort of emotional sense, it really kind of hits home. Yeah, the admission to yourself really hits home, yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Because now, yes, I think you're onto something there. I also think that, um, uh, uh I, I think I've lost my thought, but, um, oh, right. So, you know, there's a slogan around the 12 step meetings that don't, don't compare, identify. So, uh, I don't compare that you, you've got, a, you've got more of a mess than I have. I simply identify that, oh, you have messes in your life. I have messes in my life too my life is a mess right. your life is a mess so we at least meet on that level it's like oh yeah well i'm a i'm a messy person and your your life is messed up and there we are right so now we have this commonality in our in our weakness which is a curious yeah. uh, spiritual paradox right we get our power from admitting our weakness
1: yeah you know one i think one reason uh, one theological reason that that supports that you know not comparing not and not judging others Sins mm-hmm. is that um, in Catholicism we have a very nuanced understanding of what of the, see, the the anatomy of a good or evil act. You know, when we when we teach our kids about confession, we talk about the kinds of sin and, and understanding sin. We recognize that you know for a, a serious sin, a, a grave sin, a mortal sin. Well, it has to objective. So there's the objective component. What what you actually did um, that's part of a sin. That's part of of an act. But there's also like How much you, how did you really know what you were doing? Mm. And did you, with your whole will, unreluctantly choose to do that? And we recognize that there's a, so then there's a sliding scale of the seriousness of a sin or the goodness of an act to the degree to which it, you know, it was truly good or evil in terms of its objective uh, type. But then also how much you really knew and how much you really intended it. Now, the thing is that you can kind of, we, we can have some knowledge of the objective types of sins. We can categorize them in theory. But in terms of an actual act of a person, really only they and God know, mm-hmm. well, how mm-hmm. much did I really know? How much did I mm-hmm. really attend it? To what degree was my, was I willing mm-hmm. I going along with this or was you know I being carried along by passion? That's not to excuse anything, but, that, but that, mm-hmm. what it that, what that does highlight is that it's really between an individual and God to mm-hmm. wrestle with, you know, that culpability that they have with their sin. And so all that is to say, one of the reasons we fundamentally can't compare ourselves with other people is we don't know what mm-hmm. their experience is like. Mm-hmm. We don't know how difficult their addiction is. We don't know how difficult, you know, a, a particular temptation is or was. We just, There's a whole inner life of that person that we don't know. The only inner life that we can have a, a, a little bit of knowledge into is our own by the grace of God. So that means that all I can all I can do is take a look at me in the
0: mirror, man.
1: Pretty much, dang it. Sorry, brother Rex. Darn man. <laughs> the, ju- the judge sesh is open is over. I mean, <laughs> I'm all. It. I can
0: I can take an inventory. I can take your inventory like till the cows come home. <laughs> I was I'm hoping gonna, you would because it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just like
1: have that in my email box? You know, sometime I don't know. <laughs>
0: oh, maybe I actually maybe I have taken your inventory, uh, <laughs> with is or it without your address in
1: Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, Yeah, Yeah.
0: There's enough work. You know, I I have enough work to do on myself. You know, even Jesus talked about that, right? You know, about taking splinters out of people's eyes and so on and so forth. Uh, And really, I think in the 12-step programs, I mean, there's a a sort of a a saying, I suppose, you could, you know, there's only one person in, in my life. Uh, who can take my inventory, and that's my sponsor, right? The person I'm walking these steps with, you know, and you somewhat give him or her, depending, uh, permission to call you out, you know. I think that's that's mm-hmm. important, but it's still not judging one in terms of uh, 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 what we're talking about in terms of uh, you know judging yeah. the, the state of their soul. But yeah.
1: In Joseph Pieper's book on the cardinal virtues that we did a study on here, uh, my brother, uh, Father Peter, and I. He's talking about the virtue of prudence. He's talking about this this aspect of morality I was talking about, where you know there, there's the objective content we can kind of see, but the larger content of an, a particular action really only an individual can can see and wrestle with in with God. Mm-hmm. And he does, but he does say, you know, with the exception of in cases of like a close friendship, sometimes because mm-hmm. you have this connection of soul yes. with a brother, yes. you know, that they they are by virtue of their love, they do have. An almost yes. a little bit of a supernatural insight where they sure. can sometimes press a little bit challenge a little bit in wise ways by virtue of that friendship but obviously we had that that's a particular circumstance and we got to be careful with that right. even that person sure. knows they need to be careful with that kind of thing right right and there's also
0: the, the con the, the component of having, an, uh, having a having actually having a relationship. Uh, with another human being, so then I get to, I get to know the person. You get to know me, and then and because you know me, because you trust me, uh, you have given me some some authority yes. to speak into the situation, right? Right. And uh, there's yep. nothing necessarily the the matter with that. But um, again, that does have to be um, that has to be uh, one has to be gentle and very uh, uh, cautious about doing that.
1: Mm. Yeah, it seems like that all this is again connected with this step. In the sense of, I think from the, from the Catholic perspective, obviously what we need to talk about today, certainly we need to talk about the sacrament of confession and how this step connects with that. Um, and and again, for a Catholic, we believe there's a great gift there that we have connected to this aspect of our spiritual life. But there is, even, even for the Catholic who might bring this to confession as the place that they they go to make this confession, mm-hmm. this admission, that there is something valuable still in Again, not with everybody, but with certain friendships, certain relationships in your mm-hmm. life, digging in in vulnerability a little bit to open that line of communication, mm-hmm. where you are mm-hmm. giving, mm-hmm. you know, that a mutual uh, permission mm-hmm. to push a little further, to to dig a little deeper. Um, again, always discerning, always cautious, mm-hmm. but um, I think we need some of those kinds of friendships mm-hmm. in our life. Wouldn't mm-hmm. you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um,
0: I, for me, as I think about this, it seems to me that 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 Sacramental theology aside, the, the yeah. practicality of doing a fifth step in, in the sacrament of confession, there's a practical, uh, challenge because a, a fourth step, if what I'm doing in the fifth step is sharing all of this stuff, uh, and I'm trying, if I'm trying to do it in the context of a confession on a Saturday afternoon where I've only got <laughs> three, or the priest only gives you a half an hour or whatever, it can be very <laughs> difficult. Right. Yeah. Um. So I think that uh, one of the beauties of I mean, of course, you can make an a, of an appointment with the priest and let him know, you know, what we mm-hmm. are doing. And my, chances are better than not that the priest will know have some concept, anyway, of a fifth step. Or you can yeah simply explain it. But the challenge is trying to do a fifth step in a confessional on a Saturday afternoon. Ooh, not so good. Because yeah, uh, you're yeah. really telling a lot of stuff uh, in depth, and it's just it's, it can be it can be challenging. It can be done, I suppose, but it can be challenging. <laughs> um, so, you
1: know yeah, I mean? it would I, seem practically that you you would um, if so. Yeah, for the for the Catholics. So if I'm thinking about myself doing this, yes. I'm gonna take that moral inventory, the searching and fearless moral inventory, my sins as well as resentments and fears, and really. Again, I don't think I've ever done something like this before in the sense of let's take a moment now to, yeah, to review kind of the whole life and just see what I've been carrying along with me. And even, again, as a Catholic, even things that maybe I've brought to confession before, but but now I realize there's still some aspects of that fault mm-hmm. or that vice that that maybe I didn't bring or I wasn't fully... Uh, in some way, I, I didn't fully bring it and allow it to be healed for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. And this is not to be a point of scrupulosity, but just, mm-hmm. just recognition of the fact that I'm still in need of healing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. again, I think for, for me as a Catholic, I, I would want to take that to a priest because we do have this great gift in the sacrament of confession where mm-hmm. the priest is acting in persona Christi. Mm-hmm. He, like Christ has commissioned that man to speak in his person, in the person of Christ, uh, words of uh, efficacious words mm-hmm. of blessing and healing and forgiveness in our life. And so to bring mm-hmm. that to a priest uh, and to receive the sacramental grace mm-hmm. of that healing and forgiveness is a, a really awesome thing. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. practically speaking, like you said, Brother Rex, if you got uh, confession at three thirty at the church Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon, and there's a long line of people, you don't necessarily want to be the guy who, who shows up <laughs> early and takes the whole the whole hour. Uh, so, probably talking to a priest uh-huh. and and scheduling a time, saying, "Listen, you know, I'm I'm going through this." this uh, movement in my spiritual life right now. And I'm, yes. I've kind of done this review of my life and I, I'd like to schedule a time where I can, I can really talk through the whole darn thing. So when would that be Father? Yes. When would be a time yes. when I could walk yes. through all this, dump it all out and experience and, and receive? Uh, yes. Yeah. Two things
0: pop into my mind. One is we can do both of course, right? I can yes. do a, I can do a, a fifth step with whoever I choose to do a fifth step with. And, and at the same, and also not at the same time, but, and also, uh, do the same thing in the sacrament of confession because of yeah. the sacramental nature. Um, yeah. And then I had another thought that escaped me, but it'll come back to me.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say that that too, that I, I would, for again, thinking of my own life, I think I'd like to do both, right? I would like to, mm-hmm. on one hand, bring it to God. And I, I think this is part of bringing it to God. Like in the sacrament of confession, God gives us this way of, of really hitting a couple aspects of, that, of that, that fifth step, that we are... Bringing it to another human being, because that's that's the the, the means that God has given us. But it, you are bringing it to God in this mm-hmm. very significant, concrete way, and so there mm-hmm. there is that. But on the other hand, again, I think an aspect of the step two is is connecting vulnerably with a fellow disciple of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing and again, those may not the content of those may not be exactly the same necessarily, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that you are um, taking this step as a as a as a time with a close again a close friend, someone mm-hmm. you really can trust that you're bringing this stuff out, you're bringing uh, light to the darkness mm-hmm. um, in the context of a friendship. And I think there's an, a, a layer of, an additional layer of healing there that mm-hmm. is really possible mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. important.
0: Mm-hmm. And at the same time, that's, that's right. And also there's this concept of doing that for, you know, if, if, um, if I'm not a Christian uh, or, and, I, and this trying to get closer and more vulnerable with another Christian isn't part of my worldview, Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, I can do it with somebody who I've never met before. I mean, you know, or Mm -hmm. I can do it with a sponsor or, or, I mean, it really is up to the individual. Uh, Right. uh, I remember what I was going to say. There are priests... Who themselves are familiar with the 12 step program. They may be in recovery themselves. Mm-hmm. And if, if an individual is listening today and they're thinking about this, uh, or, or, or if they're in a program and they, a 12 step program and they've never thought about this before, they can always talk to their parish priest and simply ask, do you know anybody in the, in, uh, in the priesthood who is good at talking with people who are in recovery? I think that's, that, that's vague enough for the priest to be able to say to you, Oh, yeah, call Father Bill over at St. Swithin's, you know, or, or, or because I think he has some experience in working with people in recovery. Um, mm-hmm. and, then, and then you call Father Bill, and Father Bill knows exactly what you're talking about. You may even speak the same language as term, in terms of recovery so that you can understand one another on an even deeper level. So that's always an option. Is to not necessary. You don't necessarily have to go to your parish priest for confession, to if the confession is going to be a, tw- uh, a fifth step. You can also uh, find out, you know, what priests around might specialize in hearing fifth steps.
1: There are priests out yeah. there who do it. Yeah. Obviously, here in the context of the Coming Home Network, we're talking to people, a lot of people who are new Catholics or are getting ready to enter the church, and and and. Uh, uh, and Attend the Sacrament of Reconciliation, perhaps for the first time. Uh, others may still be early on that journey. Like maybe that's a possibility that they're going to become mm-hmm. Catholic, but it's not a done deal. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, what would your advice be to them? It, it can't just be, well, become Catholic, because that's, that's you have to keep discerning <laughs> that and working through that. In the meantime, right. what would you say to them, brother?
0: Well, uh, I would say to them to, you know, simply if you if you're, uh, if you have a, a, a Christian community with which you're associated, you can always talk to the pastor. Uh, almost all uh christian communities it seems to me have some form of recovery ministry associated mm-hmm. with them um and so it's fairly uh, you have to do the footwork but you ought to be able to find somebody to with, with whom to talk and uh right. Uh, you know, even the scriptures say that you know confession. You know, we confess to one another. I think it's in James, right? Confess to one another. Right. Uh, so if you don't have this, the understanding of, of Catholicism and the sacramental nature of confession, it certainly is a biblical uh, concept to um, uh, to confess to one another. And I think that yeah. uh, I would encourage them to again talk to uh, talk to their pastor and see if he, uh, in some cases, she uh, can point them in a direction where it can be. Uh, or they can find somebody with whom to talk about this fifth step.
1: Yeah, you know, a phrase that comes up in the 12 steps a couple of times, um, a couple of the steps, which is God as we understand mm-hmm. him or as we understand mm-hmm. him right now. Mm-hmm. Again, I think that is that is a really important point uh, for all of us to keep in mind in our spiritual life, recognizing in a couple of things that, number one, that we, we have to expect that even if we— <laughs> Even if we're a Christian now or we're Catholic and we think we've kind of got it all figured out, we have to, we have to recognize and expect that there's going to be a continual revelation of mm-hmm. a deeper understanding of who God is. Mm-hmm. And that's just uh, the, the humble assumption of, of a Christian is that, mm-hmm. well, however much I know God now, there's, there's more to know. My image mm-hmm. of God is imperfect because it's my image. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, but it's also, I think, important that, that aspect of these steps in that right now, as best as you understand god Mm -hmm. you need to try to respond to him and that's Mm -hmm. and that is good enough for now like that Mm -hmm. is where you have to start we we can't get caught up in this oh god can't love me or doesn't love me unless Mm -hmm. i do x Mm -hmm. or i won't be okay until i get there or Mm -hmm. i won't be fulfilled Mm -hmm. No, right Mm -hmm. now you're in the presence of god and you can begin and you Mm -hmm. must begin and if you don't begin now, well, you're going to have to begin some other time. So you <laughs> might as well begin now mm-hmm. to draw close to God as best as you understand him. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. actually the path to, I mean, if, again, mm-hmm. for people who are, who are either not Christian and they're thinking about this stuff or they're Christian mm-hmm. and maybe they're thinking about you know, embracing the Catholic Church, they're learning about it. Mm-hmm. We have to always, this is the reason we have the show is that the most important thing today is that you remain faithful to Jesus, you draw close to him, and you keep allowing him to lead you forward. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have, we've we've had a couple people around the coming network over the years, you know, who they get really worried about the outcome. <laughs> you know, they get really worried, well, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'm doing something wrong, or mm-hmm. maybe the Catholic Church really isn't it, you know, or or maybe if I, what if the Catholic Church is true and I don't join today? Am I somehow, am I in danger? And we try to put them at ease. It's like, listen, the most important thing today is fidelity to Jesus as much mm-hmm. as you understand him. And if you're not sure if the Catholic Church is the true church yet, well, keep studying. That's part of your fidelity to Jesus mm-hmm. today. That you have, you, you can draw close to Jesus. You can receive his peace today. And yes, allow him to lead you through each step forward. Mm-hmm. And we believe that, again, he wants, you know, the Catholic Church is who she says she is. And, and that's that this side of heaven. Hopefully that's where God's leading you. But even if not... Even if you die before that happens, whatever, the, the, the important thing is that today you're as, as faithful to Jesus as you understand him. And that's, that's the process part mm-hmm. of this, the journey. It's mm-hmm. not that the destination doesn't matter because it does, mm-hmm. but, the, mm-hmm. but to get there, you have to follow Jesus today and, and yeah, trust so. his providence in that.
0: And I think that uh, that's so important that we put it in the context of a, of a journey because that's exactly yeah. what it is, right? The twelve steps are a journey. The spiritual life is a journey. I mean, there's a uh, in the in the in the, is it Exodus? Where was? Yeah, they're talking about the uh, says the God led. Can you hear the sirens behind me? I can't. I can't. Uh, I, can. I, think, I think they're coming to get me. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I guess not. They're going to help somebody. So there you are. <laughs> okay. It's all about me, right? I'm not much, but I'm all I ever that's, think about. That's um, right. It says very clearly, God led the Israelites out of the desert in stages. Hmm. In stages, we know that, right? Forty years, so so this journey that we're on is a journey of, uh, of saying yes to Jesus. Just keep saying yes to Jesus. That's that's what I have invited people to do. Just keep saying yes, to, saying yes to Jesus, and Jesus will eventually take you where. He wants you to be. Just keep saying yes. But again, that can be that can be scary because of I because yeah, I want to be in control, you know, I want it all done yesterday. And Jesus is like, well, you're not going to get it all done yesterday because it's my time frame, not yours. So just trust trust in the slow work of God. Uh, yeah, that God is leading you. Just keep saying yes as best you can. Um, God, God doesn't love us because we're good. God loves us because He is good. It's yes. not our character that makes us lovable. It's God's character uh, who love that love that, that loves us. right? God's yes. character is what's important, uh, the most important. Uh, aspect of this, and so yeah, we just keep uh, just keep doing the best we can with what we've got to work with. As I said before, I think in one of these talks, my understanding of God is va- is different now than it was twenty years ago when I came in the church. Not because God was unable to uh, reveal Himself to me, because my ability to uh, to embrace that revelation uh, was limited.
1: And that's that's true on the on the human level. And so why would we not expect to be even more so on the divine level the divine mm-hmm. person yeah, on the mm-hmm. human level we never stop getting to know a fellow human being a spouse or a friend so why would we expect to be a different from our lord you know and one would hope that we never the course stopped, of course that relationship deeper. yeah
0: one would hope that we, we we never stop getting to know ourselves as well right we're multi-layered yeah, we're fascinating you know mm-hmm. uh creatures creation created by god we're f- fascinating you know <laughs> Why do I do the things I, I don't want to do? Why do I, why do, why do I even do the good things I do? I mean I don't know. It's interesting, huh? To think yeah. about. Um, but anyway, we got all philosophical there for a second. So admitted yeah, to know, God, well, to
1: ourselves, to another human being, the exact nature of
0: our wrongs. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Another aspect of this that I wanted to I wanted to bring up was so we can look at it from kind of the the side of. Um, I bring it to a priest, I bring it to a brother, and that 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 somehow makes it more. Even the admission to self becomes more real by doing that concrete step. Um, but there's another aspect of this. Looked on the other side, which is that God, again, in His wisdom, has set up the world in this sacramental way, where things mediate His grace. You know, we we come to know God in nature, we come to know Him in Scripture, we pray for one another, we receive the grace of the sacraments through the materials of the sacraments and I think one aspect of that in the in the Christian life is that sometimes God heals us through other people mm-hmm. like I've noticed sometimes in, in my marriage for instance I've, I've wrestled with you know certain decisions or whatever and I I haven't it hasn't occurred to me at that moment in my spiritual life to bring it to my wife mm-hmm. and then I finally do I mentioned oh yeah I've been thinking about this and I, I can't make it I'm having a hard time wrestling through it and suddenly she just has an insight that kind of comes from the Holy Spirit out of nowhere. And I, I feel like sometimes I've in, I've experienced this where I it, it's a it's a point of pride to sort of keep things between myself and God. And it's sometimes this step of humility when mm-hmm. I I, I say yes Lord and I actually allow a brother into that conversation or my mm-hmm. my wife, you know, or, or a priest or something like that. And so I think there's that aspect of it too that I was reading the, so James five thirteen here. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man has great power in its effects. Mm-hmm. Like other people in our mm-hmm. Lord Jesus Christ, because of the Lord, because of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. their prayer has mm-hmm. great power, not because of them, but because of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so do we allow the Lord to work through them in our lives? as mm-hmm. something to I, ponder. I think one
0: of the interesting ways that that, that, that works with the, with the fifth step is that when I share all of this stuff with another human another human being, and he simply receives it. He doesn't shame me, he doesn't judge me. He doesn't you know hopefully you know roll his eyes at least externally. He simply listens and receives it. and at that moment as he re- as he receives it, uh, there's a there's something that happens that I realize, oh, I, you mean I'm still? You're not going to leave the room. You're not going to run away. And and there's something that happens internally when I've shared my stuff with another human being, um, and he hasn't he hasn't run tail. Run tail. Is that the right phrase? Anyway, turn, turn tail. That he tail, hasn't tail. run. And and there is healing in that. That is a healing moment, and all healing comes from Christ, and that Christ, through that individual, uh, whether explicitly acknowledged or not, has now uh, deepened or begun, uh, for the first time, a healing process in me to realize, oh, uh, maybe, maybe I am, maybe I am worth something. Right? Uh, I've heard Fifth Steps before, and some of them are have some pretty. Traumatic stuff, and to be able to receive that uh, without judging the other person uh, is a great gift to them. Yeah. and also I think going back to something you said earlier, it's it's humbling for uh, for me when I've heard uh, the few fifth steps that I've heard, because I realize in my own life, oh, I've I've seen people that maybe they maybe they've been struggling with that, and all that I've seen is they're out external manifestations and I've made judgments about that individual right Mm -hmm. and then I have an opportunity for deeper healing I have an opportunity uh, for confession Um, and so it's a beautiful uh, beautiful uh, exchange of grace that happens when um, when those sorts of things occur so that that idea that that we, we we've made this confession these deep dark dirty secrets to another human being And they didn't run out of the room. They didn't, you know, throw anything at us. They simply listened. They simply received it. And I think there's an old Catholic adage. I'm not a theologian, but there's an old Catholic adage that says, what is not received cannot be redeemed. Hmm. What is not received cannot be redeemed. And so what that means is if I'm willing to give it to the Lord or, or say it in front of another human being and it is received, uh, it begins the, re- the the process of redemption, which I think is a very beautiful yeah. thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about the the uh, the way that other people, God uses other people to participate in our our sanctification, our healing, it always makes me think of um, Mary's Magnificat. You know, my soul doth magnify the Lord. When we experience in the saints or in a fellow brother and sister in Christ. Um, a bit of that unconditional love of God. And it's not going to be perfect in them, but I think probably we'll find, you know, in our, in our, I've i always found that, you know, that vulnerability is hard, but it it almost always turns out great. I mean, it's always better than you imagine it to be. When you even experience a partial, an incomplete, an imperfect bit of that conditional love, that agape from a fellow Christian, well, how much greater must the Lord's perfect Mm -hmm. love be? Again, right now, my, I can say yeah, I believe God is perfect love and he loves me even though I'm, you know, when I'm crappy. Mm-hmm. Do I really believe that? Do I really know that? Do I really get what that means? Certainly not. But sometimes when I experience, well, even the the uh, example of a, of a saint, their their love, their good works, their charity, and I recognize that, well, there are so many, are so many steps down from the Almighty God. Well, then my picture of who god is is suddenly mm-hmm. elevated it's magnified by mm-hmm. the saints mm-hmm. and so i think mm-hmm. we experience that too when we when we open a little up a little bit to a brother or sister and we receive mm-hmm. perhaps to our surprise their acceptance their mm-hmm. love because mm-hmm. they're 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 in the holy spirit they're 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 trying just like we are well suddenly yes. we both get a greater image of the love of god the father yes
0: Yes. Uh, there's, a, there's a quote by St. Francis of Assisi that says, uh, and he's, he's talking about creation, a, a sunrise yeah. or whatever. And he says, if these are the creatures, what must the creator be like? And he's looking at the, beautiful, yeah. the beauty of creation. And he says, if these are the creatures, what must the creator be like? And I think that's, that's the same thing of what you're, what you're saying is that uh, if these are the creatures, if this human being can love me uh, in the way that he does or she does, uh, if, this, if this is the creature made in the image and likeness of God, what must God be like? What must God be like? And uh, uh, I think that's why it's important to um, to always remember that as uh, as disciples of Jesus, it's you know what's that old saying? It's true, right? You may be the only Bible somebody ever reads. I hope not, but we but we hope that we're at least the beginning, right? Right. Um, right so that's that's important you know in that ability to to be the kind of person that that somebody would want to talk to right yeah
1: right well I think we've given a lot of stuff to think about there brother I certainly come away with a lot of things to think about and pray about um, again as we as we seek spiritual healing as we, we seek the healing that Christ wants to give us but perhaps I, I know certainly for my part that I think in the, in a way that never before i desire that healing and i, I really want to be availed of of christ's you know the, the whole healing that christ wants to give us we, we see this example throughout the gospel the people when they finally when they come up to him they, they ask him to be healed they really admit their powerless their weakness um christ does something amazing so i want more of that in my life so yeah well i think, think about. That, yeah. so do i right and i have to remember
0: and have to be reminded that uh I'm not a bad person trying to get good. I'm a mm. sick person who's trying to get well. Right? Mm. I'm a wounded person who needs healing. And when I look at it like that, right, it makes, and, and the 12 steps uh, and the church that Jesus founded, uh, all of those things uh, are, are created to help me find that healing. And that's just such a beautiful, beautiful thing. I don't have to condemn myself. I simply have to uh, uh, open myself uh, to that love, which can be, to that healing and that love, which can be, even in itself, can be scary, depending upon my history. Because every time I've opened myself up, I've been hurt. Uh, and that sort yeah. of moves us toward uh, the sixth step, Yeah, which we'll talk about cool. next time.
1: Yeah, we will. Yeah. Well, thank you, brother, and uh, thank you for listening and watching, whomever you are. We'd love to hear from you, you know, any thoughts on the the steps so far, this discussion, the study we've been having, Brother Rex and I. So be sure to send us an email or visit uh, deepinchrist.com just to get information about this show. Uh, but once again, thank you for listening. This is a production of the Coming Home Network International. We're a network of people who have come to full communion with the Catholic Church, and we're a network of people who, who have done that or are thinking about doing that, who are on the journey uh Uh, towards becoming Catholic. And if that's you or if you're anywhere in that general vicinity in your spiritual life, this is your network. So be sure to check out uh, chnetwork.org for resources and videos and a newsletter, Uh, but especially an online community of people just like you where you can follow along with this show and and others uh, praying for each other as we seek to be whom the Lord uh, called us to be. Whom the Lord? Who the Lord? Uh, Grammar's not my specialty here. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. God bless.